what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to the Spirit-Filled Real Talk podcast. I am excited about this episode today. This is one that has been brewing for a minute. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to tie it all together for you so that you don't have to do all of the brewing and stewing, okay? And this is an important message. Make sure that you listen to the end because I'm also going to give you one of my favorite goal setting processes to really help you enjoy goal setting and really get the most out of it. Because a lot of times we set goals, we get overwhelmed, we forget about them. It just often is not something that works for us. It's great to have an idea, but then when you never put it on paper, when you never attach a plan or a strategy to it, too often those ideas never become anything, right? It's like a seed, a seed in and of itself. A seed is actually God's greatest gift to us. The seed of the potential, for example, that's on the inside of you, left unattended or not put in the right soil, not given the right nutrients, will not flourish. It will not become what it's designed to become, right? And it's the same thing even with an idea. An idea is like a seed, okay? And if we don't actually give it the structure, the system, the plan, the strategy, the resources, we can't expect it to become what it was originally intended to become, okay? So I am going to break down a process for you, but to get started, I just want to invite you to think through a couple of questions. And if you're driving or multitasking or on a walk or running, whatever you're doing, you can think about this as you go, but pay more attention to what you're actually doing. (laughs) And if you can be present, you might want to jot down some notes too. I always recommend when you're listening to this podcast to have a notepad or even the notes on your phone readily available. So grab those things if you don't have it. But first question, do you even dream? Do you even dream? And I'm not talking when you go to bed at night and your head hits the pillow. Do you start dreaming? I'm not talking about that. But do you even dream? Do you think about your future? Do you even allow yourself to want? Do you plan on what you want to create? Now I'm asking this because strangely enough, there there were times where I could say yes <laughs> wholeheartedly to all of these. In fact, I thought that dreaming, envisioning my future and setting goals was the way out of a lesser reality, right? I had to dream. I had 
to visualize my future. I had to hope and believe in a better future in order to live in the existence that was super painful. Okay, so to me, this has always been something that I have found refuge in. However, even with that being said, there have also been times where I could answer no to this. Do you even dream? No. Do you even allow yourself to want? No. <laughs> Do you even think about the future? Uh, not in a good way or about the best things happening. And do you plan on what you want to create, right? So when I think through those things, there was a time where I would say no, okay? And I'm going to talk through this. Many of my brilliant clients come to me and they, they do nothing of the sort. They don't dream. They don't allow themselves to want. They don't think about the future and what they want to create. They've just almost written that off as it's not an option for them. That's an option for some people, but that's not for me. I tried that and it didn't work out, <laughs> right? So another reason is they're so busy putting out fires in their lives and reacting to everything that's going on in their lives that they don't have a plan of what they want to create and they haven't allowed themselves to dream, okay? So I can speak from my own personal experience. So sometimes when we risk it all and we step into something and it doesn't work out, the pain of that can feel excruciating, right? Particularly if you've invested a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of resources <laughs> that you don't get back. You don't see a return on investment and that can seem devastating. And you might wonder, can I do that again? That didn't seem worth it. Did I even hear God, right? Did I miss something? So it's easier actually to not risk again, to not dream again, to not step out again. You know, whether that's taking a risk in love after a divorce, or whether that's launching another business after you had a few fail, whether that's working for somebody else to restart your life when you, you used to have financial independence, but you lost everything, right? Whatever it is, that can seem so painful and so risky that you'd rather not risk it all, okay? So the reason why many of us don't allow ourselves to dream is that most of us have only allowed ourselves to dream or to want from a place of lack or scarcity. So every time we want something or dream about something, it's because we feel the lack of it. I want that because I don't have it. I see that this person has this and I want that too. So it's almost like a spirit of covetousness in a way, right? And we feel like we don't have it, so we want it. Now, when we start dreaming about it from that place, it actually does cause pain because the dreaming is just reminding us that we don't have it and all the reasons why we don't have it or can't have it. It's reminding us of that feeling of negativity and scarcity and lack that we already are living in. So we stop dreaming because we don't want to think about what we want versus what we have right? We've gotten comfortable just getting by or just surviving or just living with what we have that we don't dare dream or want or even entertain what we could create, okay? And the point, I need you to hear this today, the point of having dreams and goals is not so that we can achieve them and be happier than we are today. How many of you have heard that? I want that because I'll be happier, I'll be happy when, 
when I'm married, <laughs> when my business is earning X amount of dollars, when I move into that house, right? When I leave this person, whatever it happens to be, right? I will be happier when. And I need you to hear this. The point of having dreams and goals is not so that we can achieve them and be happier than we are today. Okay, so what is the reason? The reason to have goals is to evolve into the highest and best expression of ourselves, which the highest and best expression of ourselves is literally the image and likeness of God, which is love, okay? The way to do this is to be constantly asking ourselves to bloom, to self-express, to produce what's on the inside of us in bigger ways. And goals are the best ways for us to do that because we don't get results haphazardly, right? Results don't just happen to us, at least the ones that we want, right? We're going to experience consequences of our choices no matter what. Whether we're paying attention and intentional about them or not, we will reap what we sow, okay? But if we are setting goals, this actually helps us to be intentional and to show up differently. The process of dreaming and thinking about our, our dreams and our goals in the present is what actually brings up all the stuff that is preventing us from believing, in a uh, believing and being in a deeper level of living. Okay, so... Whenever, you probably have noticed this before, whenever you actually decide to do something or establish something, that's when all of the resistance, all of the fear, all of the obstacles come up, okay? And the best example that I have of this is picture a gold ring, like a wedding ring, okay? So if you were to put this ring under a certain temperature, it would actually melt and turn into a liquid form. Now, when you do that, what also happens at that temperature is the ring itself is not solid gold. Most wedding rings are not solid gold, meaning they have other metallic makeup. They have other metals, right? So when you heat it up to a certain temperature, not only does the gold turn into a liquid, but all of the impurities rise to the surface. Hear me on this. So anytime you actually sift your soul, sift your heart for an idea, for a goal, for a dream, all of the impurities, all of the fear, all of the anxiety, all of the insecurity, all of the negativity, all of the impurities will also rise to the surface. And if you're not careful, that is when you turn around and say, just forget about it. Okay. Rather than believing and stepping into that more fully. So setting goals and believing in them enough to achieve them will bring up the things blocking us from our deeper greatness. It's frankly, not, not to say that, that we're, going to get better or greater by having achieved them, but in removing any obstacles that are blocking us from knowing how great we are, that is the benefit of stepping into a goal or into a dream. We remove these obstacles. We become more of who we are, where we become more aware of the greatness that God already put on the inside of us. Or another way to say that is we increase our capacity to express love. A lot of us, if we're honest, we've got a lot of other things blocking us. We, we're not a pure love, 
right? We're not a pure flow of love. If you were to put us in the fire of affliction, which God does to test us, he does so so that we can see some of the impurities that he sees so that we can get those removed so that we can have a pure heart, for example. All right. So goals then give a deliberate focus for our minds. So I like to think our brains sometimes can be like an unsupervised child, okay? (laughs) That needs to be trained what direction to go in and what direction not to go in. So that's why we're supposed to be diligent, to take every thought captive that's exalting itself above the truth, right? We need to train our brain where we want it to go. And goals provide structure and supervision for our brain. Okay, so goals are a vehicle to help us be and become the highest expression of who we are, love, right? In pursuing a goal, we start to see whatever it is that's been blocking us from that the whole time, right? We become more aware of our greatness and we commit to being that, okay? And when you are that, you get different results by default, all right? Now, Another way to think about this is you can predict where you'll be in life by what you're telling your mind to think about. And if you're not telling your mind to think about anything, you're just going to see more of the results that you're seeing in your life. So if you don't like what you're seeing in your life, you might actually need to develop a different training program for your mind, which is why, frankly, I love coaching so much because coaching is a lot of thought work and a lot of renewing the mind, which is talked about so often in the Bible, right? On purpose, because it's so easy to let our minds not work with us, right? In fact, the way the world is set up, we are trained not to think. (laughs) We're trained to allow other people to make decisions for us, to think for us. We're not trained to think for ourselves and be really powerful people. So unless you do that, intentionally, you'll likely be living or working for somebody else and under their authority when you have authority, okay? So I am going to walk through an abundant dreaming and goal process so that you can actually, if you're sensing, oh man, yeah, I'm one of those people that stopped dreaming, this could totally help you. But before I do that, I just want to give you some of those things that I told you were brewing, okay? So Sometimes what what can happen is we can start asking questions, right? When something doesn't go the way we want or the way we expect, we start asking questions. Why, God, why? When, God, when, right? We start getting caught up in that. And I will say that our questions are never too much for God. And God loves our questions. But sometimes he doesn't answer because he's already given us the answer. (laughs) And he's waiting on us to answer our own questions question. Okay. So what I want to say with that though, is anything that you've ever been through, good, bad, right, or wrong, however you've labeled it. I just want to invite you to think that it was all necessary. All of it, the injustices, the pain, the hurt, the trauma, the dysfunction, the disappointments, the discouragement, right? The insecurities, the unworthiness, all of it. It was all necessary. Now, was it all good? No. Did it all feel good? No. Was it all initiated by God? No. But it was all necessary. 
God allowed it. It was all necessary to prepare you for where God is taking you. However, a huge trap when it comes to goal setting and and dreaming with God is that we don't even want to because we are connecting it to a past experience. However, if you believe that it was all necessary, whatever you walk through, whatever you experience, then you free yourself and you essentially give yourself permission to dream again. If that was all necessary, what has God prepared me for? What does God have in store for me? What is the vision that God had in mind when he created me? right? Why does God still have me here, right? You start asking different questions when you're willing to accept that it was all necessary. And that is so imperative to understand because that is what allows you to actually honor yourself, honor what happened, and honor your future by moving into it, okay? So it was all necessary. Now, I will say Dreaming and goal setting is all about you creating your epic life by being a no limit person because God is a God that does the impossible. That's that's what he masters in. That is his specialty, right? And you, made in the image and likeness of your creator, are also a no limit person. However, we are not trained to think or to believe like that. Can you see why you need to help your brain catch up with what's true, okay? (laughs) We have to get our brain to catch up with whatsoever is pure, lovely, noble, praiseworthy. It does not happen just haphazardly, all right? So your belief and your declarations are everything, right? Your belief and your declarations are everything. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. It will be, be it unto you according to your faith. And that can work for the positive or for the negative, okay? And it's all around this principle of sowing and reaping, all right? This is super important. So high quality being, the best way that I can define this is living in Christ consciousness, okay? What did Jesus believe? What did Jesus think about? What did he meditate on? What did he believe was possible, right? What did he focus on? What was he connected to? What did he think about? What did he entertain in his mind? What did he speak? Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. So what was in Jesus's heart, right? He's the model, okay? What was the consciousness that he walked around with? When I read the word, he's not walking in victim consciousness. He's not, oh, woe is me, (laughs) right? He's not walking around as a powerless person. He's not walking around murmuring and complaining. He's not walking around complaining about how unjust something something is. Every moment is intentional. Every moment is an opportunity to break a barrier, to break through a limitation that is existing in the world. He was above that somehow, right? And that's our model, okay? So high quality being, We don't spend a lot of time here. We actually don't think about our being. We just think about our doing and our to-do list. Today, I have to go do this. I should go do this. And because I'm not doing this, I'm going to have to go do that tomorrow. We're not thinking about how we're being. We're not thinking about the quality of our thoughts. We're not thinking about what we're speaking. And very often, we just speak cursing over ourselves and other people, right? Without even paying attention. We're not thinking about 
what's going on on the inside of us at all and how we are being, right? I was joking with a friend today <laughs> that we get to decide what kind of human being we want to be today. Are you a grateful human being, right? Are you being grateful? Are you an appreciative human being? Are you appreciating life and everything around you? Interesting, right? We get to decide the moment our eyes open, the moment we take our first breath when we wake up in the morning, we get to decide how we're going to be. We do. And we take that very lightly, okay? So high quality being. It's having personal authority, confidence, love, acceptance, non-resistance flowing out of you. I call this alignment, which is the core of God's vibes matter. Okay. God's vibes matter. If you're new, this is my mantra. This is my hashtag. This is my self check <laughs> to pay attention. Am I aligned? Am I living a spirit led life? Where's my mind? What am I speaking? How am I being? How am I showing up? Right? So it's, it's the power of self-awareness and being connected to the presence of God and making sure that that is what's flowing out of us, right? And when we're connected to the presence, inevitably that is what's flowing out of us. But a majority of our lives, we live disconnected, okay? I was looking on the internet the other day <laughs> and there was a meme or there was a quote or something about if you are spending more time on social media than in your Bible, right? You can't possibly expect to be walking in victory. Just think about that, okay? <laughs> it's a priority issue. All right, so our purpose, and particularly when it comes to goal setting, is to live and express at the level of Christ consciousness, which is love, okay? It's the difference really between knowing a thing and feeling something, okay? It's, it's the difference between ego, which I say is edging God out, and being connected to our highest self, all right? And our thoughts are literally what disconnect us. Our thoughts are currency. They start momentum because when we think a thing, we start to feel some way about it and then we act accordingly, okay? And we even do this when we think for other people or when we start picking up what's going on for them and assigning meaning to it. It's all in our brain first. We make thoughts happen, okay? So if we are not training the undisciplined, unruly child that is our mind sometimes, it will go all over the place. So don't be surprised by that and just know that you need to train it. Okay, so what I like to say is that, God, I only want what you're planting. <laughs> Right? Like, I don't want to produce fruit that is bitter. I don't want to produce rotten fruit in my life. I only want to produce what you've planted. Whatever you've put on the inside of me, I want to produce that. So help me to remove the wrong things because I can't do that in my own strength. Help me be aware of what they are. Right? Help me to walk in Christ consciousness, in love, right? And get better and better at that every day. Help me to practice that. So I like to say major in love. We have a tendency in the world to major in minor things, but major in love. And if you do that, that's what you're practicing. Would love do this? Does love look like this? Does love talk like this? Does love think like this? Does love show up like this? What would love do here? I don't know. Well, maybe I need to go read a verse about it, <laughs> right? But when you do that, you get better and better if that's what you're practicing. Okay. So 
When it comes to goal setting, I'm going to give us a verse that I think is so, so powerful. So it's actually coming from, and I know that you've heard this before, but you probably haven't heard it like this, all right? So Genesis, in the beginning, right? Genesis 8.22 says, As long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. All right. So I'm bringing this up because a lot of times we hear there's seed time and then there's harvest. There's seed time, harvest, seed time, harvest. So there's a time maybe where I'm sowing seeds and then there's another time where I'm just reaping the harvest of what I've sown. With me? That's typically what we hear. But what I want you to think about today is a seed, okay? God has given us something, an idea, a thought, a dream, okay? Now, we do something with that seed. We do something with that idea, right? We sow. We do something with it, okay? So maybe if God has given you a dream or an idea, maybe you go sow into somebody that's already doing something similar and well. Go sow into their ministry. Go work for them. Go help them right? Go support them in some way, okay? But there's seed, time, harvest, okay? So what I want you to think about is there's a seed, then there's us sowing the seed, then there's time, then there's work, (laughs) then there's harvest. There is a huge gap between a seed and between harvest, but we are not sitting around twiddling our thumbs. Listen, there's a seed. We sow the seed, We do something with that seed. Time passes. And while time is passing, we are working. We're not just sitting around doing nothing. And then there is a harvest. Okay? So there's a seed. We sow the seed. Time passes. While time is passing, we're working. And then we receive the harvest. So if you can think about just being somebody that constantly sows, sow good things support other people, celebrate other people, look for ways that you can give because what you sow, you will reap. Inevitably, that will come back to you. So goals help us be intentional about not only directing our unruly mind, but give us something to pay attention to and really help us be intentional about what we're sowing. All right. Okay. So let me give you this process so that you can apply it and then I will give you a couple of things to keep in mind when you do this. So a lot of times, as I mentioned, when we are setting goals or dreaming or whatever, we're doing it from a place of lack or scarcity or I don't have. And so when we start dreaming about it, we only feel bad because we don't have it and we're not believing that it's possible. We're not coming from an abundant place. So I'm going to give you a couple of steps to do this differently. Step number one, to come from a place of abundance, I want you to come up, of, come up with a list of 25 things that you want. 25 things that you want. But when you are making the list, this is where it's different. Every other thing is something that you already have that you want. And I'll give you an example here in a second. Okay, so it's starting to trick your mind between actually wanting what you want, what you do have, and then sprinkling in what you want, but you don't have yet. Okay, so that you're actually coming from a place of 
deep gratitude. Like the energy is different. It's not the same as gratitude. It's actually giving yourself space to want what you want. Okay, so I'll give you an example. So I could say things on my list like, I want to live in a beautiful home where I'm able to sleep well and it's peaceful and I have kind neighbors and it's refreshing and very zen and just helps me to decompress. It almost feels like I get to have a place to retreat to every day to revive my soul, okay? Now, I have that. And I actually want it. And I'm so grateful that I have it, right? Like I want that and I want it to continue to to bless me in many different ways, right? Or I want to have a car that when I'm driving on the freeway, I don't hear all of the extra craziness and I don't feel it. It's just smooth and I, I just am able to go from place to place safely and really enjoy whatever I'm listening to and the experience of just being in the car if I have to be in the car, okay? And I have that. Now, what I'll also do is I'll sprinkle in things that I want, right? I want to go to this epic conference, right, where I am challenged to think about what I'm thinking about and challenge my beliefs and get really clear and specific about the desires that God put in my heart and have a really great experience with people that are like-minded and risking it all at the same time to be in the same room, okay? Now, I don't have that, but because that is mixed in between things that I actually want and actually have, it's helping me remember that God has blessed me with the things that I wanted and I actually have now, right? And that if this is God's will too, he's going to make a way and he's going to give me strategies to get there, okay? So make a list of 25 things that you want, all right? 1 to 25 and every other mix in there things that you actually want but you actually currently have, okay? These could be your children. This could be your marriage, right? We actually don't spend a lot of time wanting what it is that we actually have. And imagine how that would even change your experience of them. That's a bonus, okay? So number one, make a list of 25 things that you want. Number two, pick one thing and come up with a goal for how you're going to do that. So for example, just talk it out, make it very in the present and practical, okay? So with mine, I'm going to this conference on December 4th through the 9th. I'm going to attend virtually. I'm going to have a life-changing experience. I'm going to meet all of these people that are divine connections that I've been waiting to meet, that have been waiting to meet me. And I am going to leave this experience feeling like a brand new human. Okay, so the idea here is to get as specific and clear as possible about this dream, this goal, this event coming to pass, and who you get to become, what's going to happen, how you're going to be different because of it. But getting as clear as possible with dates, with specifics, you know, so things that I said were the actual dates that it's going to be online, who I'm going to meet, I might even get more specific about who those people are, right? But it gets me excited and expectant. Okay, and that is the key to moving forward is being in that joyful, expectant, hopeful place. Okay, and then lastly, the third step here <laughs> is what you were going to leave out for a minute, right, is the how. 
a lot of times we just stop setting goals because we get so caught up in the how. How is this going to happen? Where's the money going to come from? Blah, 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 right? We get caught up in the how. So you only come up with the how or even a next step or action plan when you are in that joyful, excited, expectant state. Okay? So even in the case, you know, let's say that you had a similar desire uh, as mine about going to some event, right? That's you just know that you need to be at. Maybe your issue was not being able to take off work or not knowing where the funds were going to come from or whatever it is. So maybe you are going to call and see if there's any discounts being offered or any payment plans. Maybe you are going to just ask for permission now from work to get those days off, right? Maybe you are going to Start looking at your finances and see if you can pull anything from your savings or even if you could put some amount on a credit card and have a payment plan to pay that off. But essentially, you're setting up a goal because this is happening and you know it's happening and you're expecting that it's happening. You only come up with the how and you get to be flexible with the how when you are in that excited, expectant state, not the lack, fear-based place. With me? Okay. So going through those real quick again, number one, come up with a list of 25 things that you want and sprinkle in things that you want, but you currently have. Number two, get as specific as possible about one of the things on your list that's being highlighted to you. There's a sense of urgency on it. You just, it's popping out at you. You need to pick that one. And then when you are in an excited place because you work through number two, <laughs> come up with a plan or a strategy, keeping in mind that even if it doesn't happen, the process of you going through that information gathering, let's say, or the process of actually inviting yourself to feel something and dream about something or be hopeful and expectant about something, you've become different by going through that process. And let's say that you even dug up all that information and you're able to block it off for next year and set that aside as something that you do next year when you, maybe you can go in person or something. Who knows, right? It could always work better. But the key here is not necessarily that you're attached to the results or the thing happening, but who you become, what you've learned, how you're different by having gone through that process. Because achieving goals, again, is not because you're going to be happier when it happens. It's about who you are becoming in the process, who you get to become, and then also how you are being changed by focusing and actually going after something versus just sitting around and not risking anything. I like to say risking nothing risks everything, okay? So some things to keep in mind because of the seed time, harvest time scripture, there's actual biblical keys for goal setting. I know a lot of times we think that goal setting is selfish and, you know, we just need to wait on God and all of this, right? But I actually believe that God has given us goals and dreams and ideas, and it's part of co-laboring. It's part of walking out a journey and a process with him that actually can be beautiful and really life-giving. And there's also biblical keys for goal setting. So one of them is faith, right? We serve a big God who can accomplish the impossible. So there's nothing he can't do. So the process of setting goals and dreaming with God amplifies our faith. It starts turning up our faith because if we didn't want or dream for anything, we wouldn't risk anything. We wouldn't step out on our faith at all, right? 
Another key is humility. We never want to be in a position of demanding that things work out or that our goals are accomplished exactly as we say they're going to be accomplished. And the Lord's will always trumps our own. So it keeps us in a place of being humble and submitted and taking steps of obedience as we're given them and just following through and trusting. So it keeps us in that position of being held and not trying to navigate in our own strength and understanding. Commitment. We need to commit ourselves to the task at hand, right? When we ask God to guide and establish our steps, right? We need to be committed to actually taking some steps. <laughs> Diligence is another key. Goals often require hard work. The word of God also says that they come with painful toil at times, right? So God will often require hard work from us and we need to be diligent in our effort. It's not careless, it's not lazy, it's not procrastinating. We need to be diligent which also gives us energy, strangely enough, right? When we're pursuing something, there's an element of being excited about it and we're being energized in the pursuit of it. Perseverance. We're going to face setbacks and disappointments and things that aren't going the way we think they should, but if we know ultimately that all of it is necessary and all of it's working for our good, we'll persevere. We'll determine in our soul not to give up, right? alignment with God's word and his will. God's vibes matter, right? As I mentioned before, we want to make sure that we're living within the parameters of God's word and his character. And we don't know that unless we're stepping out and doing something. So we got to step out to find out. Forethought and planning, right? Have we done the appropriate homework before starting a task? Have we counted the cost? Have we think about who we need to become for that to happen? Are we that type of person that can steward that, that can carry that, that has capacity for that? What does God want to develop in us? What fruit of the Spirit are we currently producing? Where is God asking us to lean in, right? That's the forethought and planning. It's not always putting something on paper, although that's a part of it too. Write the vision and make it plain. When we put something on paper, it changes it, right? It becomes more real. And then another goal is motivation, or another key, rather, is motivation. We need to ask the hard questions. What is the goal? Why? Who will we become? Do we have selfish motives? Is this from God, right? Are we operating with a healthy heart? Are we coming from a place of abundance, okay? So think about those keys when you're thinking about goal setting as well. And then also know this verse, Psalm 33, 11, the plans of the Lord stand firm forever, the purposes of his heart through all generations. Psalm 37, 4, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to him and trust him, right? And then Psalm 118, 8, it's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in humans right? Sometimes we look to man as our source rather than God, okay? And then when you're in a place of waiting on God or maybe waiting on an answer, I love Isaiah 25.1, and it's also connected to actually allowing yourself to want what you currently have. It says this, Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you and praise your name for in perfect faithfulness, you have done wonderful things planned long ago. God has a good plan in mind for you and your future. He planned it long ago, right? And it's all 
necessary. It's all unfolding perfectly, but are you walking in it? Are you believing it? You know, the word says, ask and you shall receive, but we've got to know what we want and invite ourselves to be still and know what we even want so that we can ask for it and actually create space to prepare, right? To work hard to receive it, right? There's a seed. The seed could be our want. We sow, right? We sow by faith something. We invest time, we invest work, sweat, tears, sacrifice, right? And we get a harvest of whatever we sow, okay? And the seed does not just go to harvest. There's a process. So some of the things that we might get a prophetic word for, for example, aren't supposed to happen until three years out. (laughs) So you might be praising for that now and preparing for that now, right? Knowing that three years from now, you'll be ready and it'll be so sweet when you receive it, okay? So I just want to encourage you with this on today. You can truly dream with God and really enjoy your walk with him when you are focusing your mind and making that a vital necessity, not something that you just kind of let have its way. You are the authority over your mind. You have the seed of God on the inside of you. He has potential and gifts and talents and purpose in you and a good plan for you that he planned long ago. But in order to get that out of you, in order for you to become what he has in mind, that requires goal setting and dreaming with God and getting the things out of the way that are blocking you from simply being that, right? God already sees you as that today. He already sees what you're capable of. He already knows what he put on the inside of you, and he's leading you more and more into the awareness and the reality of that every day. But sometimes we choose not to renew our mind. We choose not to seek God. We choose not to walk in his character and in his word, right? So we can't expect to receive what he has in mind if we're not connected, if we're not aligned. Because when we're aligned, things just flow from that presence. They just flow. All right. So I just want to encourage you to practice this abundant goal setting today and think about it. Are you a high quality being? God made you a high quality being, but are you living high quality being, right? How is your quality of being, not your quality of life? (laughs) How is your quality of being? I encourage you to investigate this as you go about your days and just pay attention. Grow in some awareness. If it's low level being, if it's mer being, maybe there's some things that you can do it to change that. Maybe that's your first goal. (laughs) God, help me to be a high quality being, right? All right, guys, I hope this message blessed you. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, make sure that you do that. I currently am offering a free gift for everyone who subscribes, leaves a comment, rates the podcast, and emails me. I will send you a free gift, all right? So make sure that you do that. And then as far as connecting, there's a lot of great things that I'm excited to start letting you guys know about. You can find out about all of those if you get on my newsletter and visit julianapage.com. All right, guys, until next time, stay blessed.